Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Absolutely love the free agency partners, man. Coming up today, the prelude to today's primer was yesterday. We talked about linebackers for the Cowboys. So we'll talk about the linebacker market today. And I got one Catboy criteria. Another one that's not really a Catboy criteria. It only fits the bill on one of those things. But I think he's the perfect fit. He's the perfect replacement for LVE. And then we have what, you know, I kind of got talked into here. I like it, though. The Wildcat and Jerry uh, portion of it here. We'll have one guy that we'll talk about that we briefly touched on yesterday. So we'll get into that. Should be a fun one. I know this isn't a, you know, more realistic show when it comes to free agency because the Cowboys don't usually partake. And Toxic said it right here. Ah, going to be a depressing show. Well, I mean, look, man, free agency is here. I like to target some of the guys, some that we'll never have a chance at, some we should look into and have a chance at. But, you know, Steven will be Steven. Before we get into that, though, a uh, quick, quick roundup. The news wire is going to be really slow until we get to uh, the combine next week where the Cowboys will be meeting with a whole lot of players. And they already began that process with some of the injured guys. And we'll talk about that uh, that particular player a little bit later. Actually, we'll talk about that here in a quick second in the roundup. Like I said, it'll be a quick roundup, and we'll jump right into the meat and potatoes. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! Yo, Landlord in the building, right? I, I love how Landlord has the nefarious news now. Landlord, don't get rid of that. Keep that for as long as you're doing this because it's unique, it's different, it's dope. I like it. Nefarious news, man. That's that's pretty. If you don't understand what, what the whole nefarious thing, you got to watch Landlord Stream. So go watch Landlord Stream when you get a chance. But what's good, Stephen White, Swain, Jameson, the building, Captain America, uh, Blue V1, my guy Landlord, Mark Smith in the building, Toxic Tom. Cheer up, Toxic. Cheer up, brother. I got you, man. If you want to call in and vent, of course, you're always a welcome to. 351-999-3787. Uh, who else we got in here? Jake the Great was good, Jake. Um, Swain, Tiana, I saw Miss Sheila earlier. John Sullivan, how are you? Matish, Katera, did I get that right? Iceberg Q. Uh, who else we got up in here? Facebook, where you at? There go Facebook. Jill over on Facebook. Alpha Mason and the many more looking like they're coming through as we speak. And if you miss it, of course. We run this thing back every day on the audio podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, everything. You can catch up and uh, check it out there. Common Sense was goody. And D.A. Lee, what up? Look, I got three guys today. One of them I'm kind of I'm lukewarm on, but I would absolutely welcome it. Y'all know how I feel about this room. The other two I'm extremely high on, but there's one in particular. Y'all remember when Vach did the whole chair thing. If the Cowboys were to land this player, 
listen, I'm not going to let Stephen Jones off the hook. But I'd stop complaining about Stephen Jones for at least a year. Hold me to it if they were to land this player. If y'all want to know who I'm talking about, stick around for that after the roundup. Let's do it. It's time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey. Yo. So, like I said, it's not a lot really in the Cowboys wire, but this dropped yesterday, and, and when we're in this portion of the offseason, we kind of got to just run with what we have. And I'll just read a quote from Ryan Fowler. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker has met met extensively with the Raiders, Panthers, Giants, Saints, and Cowboys. During the pre-draft process per source, the dual threat talent is expected to be healthy and ready for training camp after suffering a torn ACL in November. I love this, honestly. I'm all for a guy like Hooker to be a potential candidate for the Cowboys. He's a dual threat backup that could develop into more than that. I'm not saying this is a future backup. I'm just saying here he'd be a backup. That could develop more to that, whether it be here in Dallas or whether it be for future trade capital. Right now, there's only one quarterback on the roster, Dak Prescott. So depth is absolutely needed. And I've always been an advocate for a backup that has some mobility. And and, and definitely has been an advocate for a backup that kind of mirrors what your starter does. But I'm even more of an advocate of it being a guy that can develop into more if you're not going to go with the veteran at that spot. And the main reason why, I mean, there's two reasons. One, if your current quarterback doesn't work out, right, you got a developmental guy. We've seen that with a Mike McCarthy. He drafted Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years, traded away Brett Favre. Boom. So Mike McCarthy is familiar with that specific thing. But the other reason is if you don't need to move on from your queue, but this guy maybe has played a few games because of injury, or maybe he's looked great in preseason, and you're you're coming up on contract year, you can pull an Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, ever since I watched him do this all the way up to Alex Smith, I said, man, why why don't more teams try this? Now, the Packers are notorious for doing this. They'll draft a guy, develop him, and he usually goes somewhere else to play, or they trade him or they get comp pick. But I always use Andy Reid because I remember just being you know, a Cowboy fan and watching him trade A.J. Feely and get a second-round pick. Watching him trade Kevin Cobb and getting DRC in the second-round pick. Watching him trade a washed McNabb and getting a second and a fourth-round pick. And watching him trade Alex Smith and getting a third-round pick. That's how you do it. Now, you've, you've got to be a quarterback whisperer, right? But I'm all in favor of bringing in one of those. Now, now depending on where Hooker goes, but it looks like a day two at best type of guy because of the ACL injury. And there's some concerns. But 
day two quarterback, develop him. And if it doesn't work out for you because the guy in front of you, in front of that guy, is doing well enough, then you flip him. A little jealous that Andy's been able to do that for the other team. And they eventually got a quarterback that went on to win the Super Bowl for them. But it didn't work out right away. It came back to them and they won the Super Bowl. What I mean is that fourth-round pick turned into Nick Foles and the rest is history. So I, I love this. I like Hooker the player. I love a dual-threat quarterback. Obviously, ACL is not great, but we're talking about 2023. I'm not necessarily too concerned about an ACL moving forward. I think that'll be fine. Uh, but he's a he's in my opinion, he's a guy that needs to develop. I'm not trying to throw him into the fire right away, but I would love to have a developmental guy that can do some mobility type things behind your current quarterback. I've always been an advocate for that. And if it doesn't work out with Dak, you say you got two years, right, with Henry Hooker. Now, year three, he's kind of been able to learn behind a guy like Dak who is going to take him under his wing. That's the type of leader that Dak is. And then, boom, you don't have to worry about that learning curve right away. I just think it makes sense. And, and it doesn't have to be Hendon Hooker, but someone along those lines. Someone along those lines. You said Cole was a bad flip? Shit. <laughs> Kevin Cole was trash. Listen, bro, if you can get a second round pick in, in a starting Pro Bowl cornerback for Kevin Cobb, who was a bum. I don't care if you if he was a first round, first overall pick and, and, it, and it washed out. He was an absolute bum. And Andy Reid ended up getting a starting corner and a second round pick for him. Shh, give me that all day, brother. All day. Look, we already got callers on the line. Ooh, y'all ain't playing this morning. All right, here's what we do. If y'all want to talk about this specific situation, do that. We'll get to a couple calls and then we'll turn the page to our free agency primer. Three, two, one. What it is? What it do? Hey, hey, Sky. Let me want to get back with you, okay? Oh, yep, yep. I'll come back to you, brother. I'll come back to you. Let's get four, six, nine. Hey, what's up, Steel? What's up, with you, man? Yeah, uh, I love this news, and I, I even saw you know past couple days. Uh, they were talking about the Cowboys are intrigued with uh, CJ Stroud. Now. I like that route only if you're able to offload Dak to the Houston Texans because they have. Yeah, to yeah I'm gonna stop you right there. We're not bringing up no C.J. Stroud stuff here. That's 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 clickbait. That's unrealistic stuff. We try to be a bit more real here. That's why I brought up the Hendon Hooker news. Yeah. If you notice, I've yeah, never yeah. brought up C.J. Stroud. I mean, you could you can be the sheep and fall for it if you want, <laughs> but I'm trying I'm trying to be more realistic here. And Hendon Hooker makes more sense. I mean. There was, there is no C.J. Stroud news. What are we talking about? It's the Cowboys are intrigued with C.J. Stroud. Captain Obvious here. The entire foot National Football League is likely intrigued with C.J. Stroud. What is? There's nothing there. But I digress. Go ahead, man. No, no, no I'm with you on that. And and my thing is, I don't want to trade our whole draft just to get. Stroud which is why this is an unrealistic conversation, and I try to avoid that because you know. Well, yeah, but I, I, I like where we're going because I, I think, uh, you know, if you're going to try to find a guy to develop or possibly, you know, take over Dak if he, if he has another, you know, bad performance in the playoffs, um, 
I think you do that, you know, in the second to fourth round. You know, I don't want Ben, you know, I don't want them to do the Ben Benici route where we take a quarterback in the seventh round who has, you know, on the verge of being benched in the XFL. Um, yeah, but I, I like it, you know, and I, you know, as far as for Dak, I think he's, he's about to get Alex Smith with the Cowboys. Um, I think they like him, but at the same time, I think they're trying to find, you know, his replacement. Um, How do you, that's interesting. What makes you believe that? Is that just in your heart you believe that? Or are you hearing things or are you reading any tea leaves? I'm not, I'm not seeing that from them. I just, I don't believe the Jones family. They're going to smile, you know, in your face, say, oh, Dak's our quarterback for the next 10 years, you know, because they, one thing with the Jones family is they always have, you know, a plan B or they they have, you know, a backup plan to fall in, you know, fall on in case things don't work out. What, what history do you have for that though? Uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about the Jimmy Johnson era, but what history do you have since, you know, the last 25 years at the quarterback position at that, right? Like, they didn't have a plan at quarterback almost ever, you know, because they they fell into an undrafted guy. Uh, Then they drafted a fourth-round guy that they had no expectations to to do what he's done. I mean, he's exceeded all expectations in Dallas, but a lot of fans don't really care. Uh, And, you know, they really haven't had a plan at the receiver position. They've they've often had to play catch up there. So like, what what like history do you recent history do you have that they have a backup plan at the most position, the most important position, uh, in sports? Well, I could say like so with Jalen Smith that year before he got cut, they were like saying, "Oh no, Jalen's you know we like him this and that," and then the next year he gets cut, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can never believe them if they're. Like That's like with the Zeke question, thing, we man. love his warrior mentality, this and that. I think Zeke's getting cut this offseason if he doesn't take a tremendous pay cut where he's taking the league minimum. But, yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's, but, that's with the hooker, Those are two positions. Oh. But I was, I thought you were talking about the quarterback position, uh, but but nonetheless, okay. Yeah, but I just don't. I think Jerry was pissed after that that playoff game. I mean, you saw it. You know, Michael Parsons kind of taking I mean, shots. Dak a little bit with the what do you say? You know, we don't throw those two picks. You know, you're talking about if the two. He was talking about the two interceptions Dak threw. And I mean, Dak took a just, Dak took a him. shot at himself. He said, "Yeah, if I if I don't throw those interceptions, Funny. I think we win the game." Yeah. Yeah. The only thing with Hendon Hooker though that I don't like <laughs> is he's, he's 25 years old, so you're gonna have to fast track him. You know, if if, if you see something there, you know. Uh, you'd hope by 26, 27, you know, he could become that future starter if, if you see something, if you're able to – if Dak doesn't, you know. Because I think this is a make-or-break deal for Dak this year, or make-or-break year for Dak uh, this year. Um, but we'll see what happens. I, I like that we're, we're, we're getting aggressive, though, as far as, like, you know, trying to find the quarterback position. Um yeah, you because know, you can't be satisfied with that playoff performance with Dak. I like, you know, the Tampa Bay, obviously, but he had a good game. But so, yeah, yeah. And we should have won that 49ers game. There's no reason you should look like the the seventh round rookie and the the seventh round rookie looked like the veteran in that game. Yeah. So that uh, that, that, uh, that one game is just you. You can't get over that one, huh? Like, 
Well, look, well, look at his look at his record against good teams or winning teams or playoff teams. It's not that good. Actually, it's pretty. It's he actually beats, pretty. Beats, uh, 500 teams. And I mean, that's division. His record against 500 teams is like top six, I think, in the NFL. Actually, so might even be yeah, top five. Yeah, but what five. about against play? What what about against winning teams? It's not that good. Th- that's what I just said. I just said his, his record against. Whatever you want to call it, winning teams, playoff teams is actually somewhere around like top five in his career. Uh, but there's only like three quarterbacks in the league that have an actual winning record against those teams. Uh, I think it's Lamar, Patrick, and maybe Russ. I think everybody else. Yeah, I mean, not- uh, it could be, but a lot of them are probably from his rookie year. I mean, the last two seasons, last year they beat one playoff team, and that was the Patriots in the season. This year. Uh, they beat a lot. Well, Cooper, Rush beat, <laughs> Cooper Rush, yeah, but Cooper Rush beat. Uh, he beat one. Or no, two. Two, the Bengals yeah. and Giants. Oh, yeah, Giants did Which go to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Dak lost to the Jaguars. Dak lost to. I mean, he quite literally won a playoff game for the first time on the road in 30 years. Like, quite literally. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not the, the team who they were a couple of years ago. Neither are the. The Giants weren't a good team either. See, see, see. They won a playoff game. Are the Giants? Do you believe the Giants are better than the Buccaneers, sir? I did last year or this year. They were. They were better. Oh they Jesus! Got, they, they're they're on the rise, honestly. So, so you're discrediting winning a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a playoff team, on the road, which Cowboys haven't done, but you're crediting a Week Three victory against the Giants, one of the most overrated teams in the National Football League. Uh, right. They get a quarterback to there. But, li- but listen, this is this is the analogy I'll use, and, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Cooper Rush is that sober, you know, designated driver. He's going to stop at every red light. What are you about make, to do here, sir? I know he's, he's going to get you home. Dak is the is the designated driver who's had a couple drinks. You know, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm I'm fine. I can I can get you home. You know, he's driving and he runs a stop sign. He runs that light, and then before you know it, you got the the red or white and blue lights behind you, and you're done. Wait, so what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you? Are you saying you would rather have Cooper Rush as your franchise quarterback than Dak Prescott? If you're going to have this offense going forward. Like I said, what you don't even know what this offense is going to be. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't Kellen Moore anymore. Flat out. Just forget but, the offenses. But, but, for, but for, Dak, forget forget the offenses, not, bro. Dak, I know how you feel about Dak Prescott, but now we're talking about quarterbacks in general. Are you telling me? Because of you're pissed off about this, this San Fran game. I get it, bro. There's a lot of people like you. They're over Dak Prescott. Now, just try to remove your anger of not liking the quarterback, and let's talk football here. You're telling me you would rather have Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott. Yes, if you're gonna if right. you're gonna hand off the ball 25 times a game, All right. you need to see that formula for Dak as fair well. Enough, Dak fair, it's, fair, it's fair enough, sir. Fair enough. I just needed to hear that clearly that way. Let's just do this. Let's just have this. Let's just do this right now because I enjoy you calling in, right? Let's never talk about quarterbacks ever again, okay? Because I want to respect – it sounds like you watch football a lot, and I want to hear your thoughts on other things in regards to football – but I don't want to hear your thoughts on quarterback play ever again. Is that fair? Because I don't think we're ever going to be able to have a quality conversation because there's words I want to say right well, now that I don't want to be disrespect, 
disrespectful to you, but that is an asinine statement right there. We'll leave it at that. Fair enough? <laughs> hey, we'll see you next year. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sure. We we'll sure hopefully. Time, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, is this the same dude I had to ask? Like, let me know how you really feel off air because, bruh, what are we doing? It's pe- it's people like this that make this fan base get called certain things. I don't, bro, like, I don't even, I don't even know what else to say. Like, I'm really trying to give my guy a chance to call in and talk football. But when you, when you are. Okay. So then now when does crack now? So the cocaine's happening. When does that crack come into play for you? Take one more, then we're gonna to get to the free agency thing. I'm just dumbfounded by this. You, who this? Hey man, it's uh, it's Colby. What's up, Colby? Tennessee. Uh, oh, this is perfect. Look, so you, you I, watch Hendon Hooker a lot? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Look, I, I'm gonna be honest. Look, Hendon, he would be great to sit behind Dak for a little while. I, I'm not gonna say that he's gonna come in and immediately take over or anything like that. There's a lot that he needs to learn. Um, but to be honest, I, I just got to jump. You know, Kobe, you going in, you're going in man. and out. There you go. There you go, Kobe. I turn it. I turn it to on, on to my speaker. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, my, my tooth be acting up. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, what I was saying, I'm gonna jump back to what the, you know that last caller, man. I do not understand. You know, why all of a sudden, you know, Dak Prescott has one bad year. And I say bad in the sense of interceptions. And it's like, you know, everybody and their mama wants to cut the man's head off. And it's like, you know, an offense is not just one player. You know, Patrick Mahomes did what he did, not just because it was Patrick Mahomes out there. You know, he didn't go out and win the Super Bowl by himself. There's a lot of players and key factors that come into play to create the success that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on, and man. that same thing can be replicated with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Come on, man. You know, everybody wants to act like it's all on him, but it's not. There are plenty of plays throughout Ooh, the entire been... season where you would see Dak throw a hell of a good ball and Michael Gallup's ass would just fall back and not even go for it. He had a lot of four wide receiver play the entire year, yet people just want to throw the blame on Dak like he's the target for your gunshots. It's just, it's not right, and I don't appreciate all the hate the dude's got. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous, and to think that any quarterback, especially Cooper Rush, is going to come in and do better than Dak did. Y'all have lost your damn mind. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. Love it. Like, come on, like, here's what I said this before, Kobe. It's one thing you want to get rid of Dak Prescott. 
But when you say stuff like rush hour and I'd rather have Cooper Rush, I can no longer take anything you have to say about quarterback position in the NFL seriously anymore. I can't. Those same people probably think Chicago should trade fields and take Bryce Young at number one. I mean, it it is ignorant to just throw away everything we've built for the hope that you could get something better. Hope. There you go. It it is pure ignorance at its finest. I appreciate everything you do, man. I'll let you get – you know, on with the show, but I just had to input Thank you, my, my piece into that, man. It just, it, it's ridiculous, you know, and, and that's, those are the fans that Stephen A. Smith are talking about. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's those type 100%. of fans that, that, that give other type of fans, certain, ask, certain section of Cowboy fans, a bad look, and I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you, Kobe. Appreciate it, Kobe. brother. You have a good one. Go Cowboys. Yes, sir. And here's the thing for those who are listening that, that hate the quarterback. Don't be afraid to come in and say it. Don't be afraid to, to disagree. That's not where I'm at with it. The, the thing that pissed me off there was your blatant hate for the guy, your blatant dislike, your blatant frustration, whatever you want to call it, led you to say one of the most asinine things you could possibly say. It is lost. I've lost respect for you to talk about that position. That's all. I ain't got... 10 other positions and other things to talk about for, for the Cowboys that maybe I will respect. But when it comes to that, no, sir. Because, boy, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell y'all, if you say some stuff like Cooper Rush, you, you want Cooper over Dak, bro. It, it, w- hmm. I, I could read between the lines. I ain't stupid. All right, three, two, one. He was trying to get on here. You good now? Yes. All right, cool. Hear a little bit of bell, little alarms in the back. No, I was gonna say, man. Listen, I know you won't say it, but listen, that first caller you had on, he is dumb as hell. Who the? Let me see the names. But who the fudge would take a Cooper Rush over that? Not one. Not one single NFL general manager would do that. Not one. Literally, like saying you would take who? Let me see. That's like saying you would take a. How do I say? That's like saying you would take Joe Flacco over Peyton Manning. That's literally <laughs> that's the that's the difference between the two of those two quarterbacks. Cooper Rush is not going to lead you to a top offense. Peyton Manning will. And the thing about Joe Flacco was we knew he was up and down in his career, and he should have. Yes, he won his ring, but it wasn't just him. It was a whole collective team that won. He got hot at the right time. But at the same time, would you rather have someone who got hot at the right time for one time in their whole career, or would you rather have somebody who was consistently good? He wasn't even hot. Would you rather have somebody consistently good over the whole lapse of his his career? Because we know the only thing that slowed down Peyton Manning was his neck injury. Had his neck injury not happened, he probably would have played maybe a couple years before Tom retired. Payne was on a tear when he got when he got into Denver, and then when his neck injury started going to servicing, he had to slow it down. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. Mm-hmm. So my, my other thing I wanted to call in is regarding um, the wide receiver and cornerback position as far as via trade. Now, 
I know people are saying that they want to trade for quote unquote D Hop and stuff like that, but let me ask you your your opinion. If you're the Cowboys, you have a choice. Would you rather trade your first round pick to get a Jalen Ramsey, who's who, who's a, who's a bit younger? I think he's like twenty twenty eight or something like that. Round or would you rather trade that? Yeah, but he's still performing at a high level. Yeah. Um, if I'm correct, or would you rather trade for a D Hop with that pick? <laughs> Damn, that's a good question, because, bro. Because one costs is twenty five million dollars, which is which is Jalen Ramsey, but then you have the cap hit, cap hit of twenty seven million dollars with the DeAndre Hopkins. Well, the cap hits you probably just look at as a wash, right? They're both going to be expensive at this point. Now it's about what what player will help you more. And just kind of thinking of this off the top, you don't have that. Well, I guess you could say CD. Damn, I mean, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is interesting, right? Because I'm just building this, this plane in the air. You could argue whichever one you don't pick, you have that type of guy on the other side, right? Like if you pick Jalen, you'd be like, I got me an all-pro corner and dig, so now I have two all-pro corners. If you pick D-Hop, you say, well, I got C.D. Lamb, but if I bring in D-Hop, now I got two number one wide receivers, so... It really might be preference. And what what do you think best helps your team? Do you think it's adding to a strength, which is your defense, or do you think it's helping out one of the more weaker positions outside of C.D. Lamb, and that's wide receiver? I probably would lean towards receiver. And I like Jalen Ramsey opposite of Diggs. I think that would be a fantastic duo. Sheesh, that's a tough question. So, and here's my rebuttal to that. I think that it would would be best to get Jalen Ramsey Okay. Because that would push more targets towards Diggs, which would give him more opportunities to make plays on the ball because we know what he could do with the ball in his hands if he gets the interception. Nine times, well, six times out of ten, he's going to probably take it to the house. Um, my thing with um, the offense, I feel like this. I feel like if they solidify the offensive line, it won't be such an issue for people to be arguing for us to want to keep Adolphus Schultz and everything because of his quote-unquote blocking and his ability to get open quick. If you can want to solidify the offensive line and give that more time, then you could going to afford to take a, a Jalen Jalen Hyatt and everything and give Dak that time, extra time to let him get open and stuff like that, or um, or whoever the receiver might be. You know, you might want to sign a Parrish Campbell or. Cole Hartman, which I really would hope that we can want to try to get him. I feel like he can want to take the uh, top off the defense. That guy yeah. is electric. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about fortifying the O-line for both the run and the pass game in general. That's going to help out everybody, right? Like, that's going to open up lanes for every back, which then open up the play action, which helps, you know, second and third level type receivers get open, right? And then your first receiver, CeeDee Lamb or whoever, become even better. So I'm all about fortifying the, the trenches every year. Okay, yes, sir. So I just wanted to go on the call in and put my two foot in and don't listen to those Cowboy fans, y'all. Who'll be like, oh, Cooper Rush. Those are just dudes who are fanboys of uh, of a quarterback who's not nowhere good as Dak. Dak is the quarterback we need. Not even close, Wait to dude. see what this new offense is going to look like. The, offense, the new offense is going to look great, y'all. So just be patient and just let it work its kinks out. We're good. Yeah, man. I appreciate the call, bro. All right, brother. I think we're having like a 
sped up version of what, what, what happened with Tony, right? Like when Tony retired, all of a sudden, and, and God, I love Tony. It was like greatest quarterback ever. Absolutely can make no mistakes. We completely forget all context when it came to Tony Romo. And this is coming from a guy that almost got in fist to cuffs for Tony Romo. But it's like, damn, I love Tony, but what what was y'all watching? You know? And I feel like that's happening with, with, with Coop. Like, this is what sucks. We should have been celebrating Coop having held it down enough to keep the Cowboys afloat to get into the playoffs, right? But instead, we're saying a guy, if we really want to break it down, who led one of the worst offenses in the National Football League. I mean, quite literally, one of the worst in the National Football League. During a time where the defense was quite literally on a historic pace. The defense never matched that. Not even in the playoffs, y'all. And I get it, they didn't score a lot of points. But it never matched that. Where teams, where they were getting multiple turnovers a game and tons of sacks per game and it was just lights out. But why, why are we forgetting that? That's what I was thinking about that when he said, you know, he, he got hot for a moment. I don't even say consider that hot. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that hot. He was lukewarm. You know, we we just we just all context gets thrown out the window because we're upset. And bro, listen, we're going to be upset. Let's find a better solution than that. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, look, let's take a, a quick little break. And we, we got to talk about the line. That's what today's about, the free agency linebackers. But, boy, what a, what a what an opening call. Let's talk about Boston Scientific, though. For many of our Cowboy fans, I mean, for many men, 39 million that may possibly be suffering for it from ED. Boston Scientific created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, head on over to edcure.org, take the quiz, learn your severity or risk of ED, and if you have a condition that puts you at a higher risk, you'll find customized content. The fastest way to find your cure is to contact an ED specialist in your area. You can browse a list on edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. AL. What do we need, man? And you know what's funny? I don't even want to celebrate it with certain things. Yep. Don't do it. A damn win. All right, we got a few callers on the line. Hold tight. Let me get to my first linebacker in our free agency primer which y'all should be very 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 familiar with and that is one Dion Jones look yesterday when we talked about the linebacker room 
We talk about the lack of, of depth that it had. And this is even, even if you bring back a LVE, I mean, you're still, still in a situation where you got to figure out your depth. But if you don't bring back an LVE, these next three guys, I think can help fill LVE. And I got one that's a perfect spot, but Dion is the obvious fit, right? Because you're talking about a guy who was drafted by Dan Quinn. Talking about a guy who already got paid. Has some some so we're talking about cowboy criteria stuff, right? Like he's a guy that that kind of was dealing with some injuries throughout his career. I don't think he's going to be that expensive because he already got paid. And he fits the mode of that being familiar with the staff already, with, with Dan Quinn. Now, last year he got traded to Cleveland where they were dealing with a lot of injuries at the linebacker position. And he finished with 44 tackles, two and a half sacks, six tackles for loss. Had a forced fumble. I think he had an interception, um, a bunch of pass breakups. And he brings that athletic mantra. It was Deion Jones that, to me, started the, the Dan Quinn criteria. When Dan Quinn got hired, I was like, hey, man, this is the mode he's kind of looking for. And Dion was the poster child for that. Uh, a sub-230 guy, athletic fast can do a lot of the and the playmaker right let's let's not get it twisted throughout his career Dion has been a playmaker he has 12 interceptions five touchdowns 11 sacks at the linebacker position so he's a guy that's going to make plays and a lot of the times what I would say last year is that I think we lowered our bar this is why I think a lot of people are like man LV had a was amazing last year I think what happened was we had to lower our bar we did not have playmaking ability at the linebacker position Right. So we're like, I right, look, just. Just do your job at this point. But I kept saying, but can you make plays? And splash plays, whether it be tackles for loss, whether it be interceptions, uh, sacks, tips that create turnovers, forced fumbles. Wasn't a lot of that going on at the linebacker position. Deion Jones has, has done that throughout his career. And clearly. He would be reuniting with Dan Quinn. And we talk about, if you want to say Deion Jones needs a resurgence, I don't know that he needs a career resurgence. But if you want to talk about a guy that that can do that for you, I think Dan is one of those defensive coordinators I take my chances with. Now, the reunions haven't been great for the Cowboys uh, and Dan Quinn, right? Like KZ didn't go great. Uh, Keanu Neal didn't go great. Sheffield got brought in, never saw the field. Tack McKinley got brought in, never saw the field. So, Dan Quinn has reunited with former players, but I guess the best guy has been KZ. But I think Deion Jones would be better than, not would be, is better than all of those guys if he were to reunite with Dan Quinn. So, And I just don't think he's going to cost a lot. Now, as we get to some of these other names on this list, and it's really only another name, they're not quite Catboy criteria. But just, just hold tight. Just hold tight. Deion Jones, how are we feeling about a Deion Jones potential signing? Fowler, oh, yeah, there we go. Another one, Fowler. I didn't even think about that. Fowler, Fowler, decent, yeah. So it would probably be, i go Fowler first. KZ, Neil, obviously, Tack and Sheffield. But it, nothing was ever lights out. But it was, it was like, eh. Yeah, another one. See, so a whole lot of reunions, right? A whole lot of... Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dante was Dante was with Dan, right? Yeah, yeah. So this one makes sense. Deion Jones makes sense. 
and and we know that Dan Quinn has a a history and a, some a little bit of juice in there to bring back guys that he's worked with. So I like this one. I know Fowler was with him in in Florida for sure. It's an upgrade over LV, not by much. Oh, but I got one that is. Coach wants Levante David. I don't even consider him on here. He's 33 years old. That is a super short-term fix. Uh, Dion is also short-term, but but potential to be a little bit longer than that. Levante Davis, just you're looking at a one-year deal, and I'm I'm just tired of going through the. You know what I mean? I, I kind of want to get some people in here that can can solidify that position, and these next two dudes will be able to solidify that. If you strike out and you and you don't bring back an LVE, you're looking for another veteran on a one-year deal, then yeah, you know, David, but. He's closer to retiring than a guy that I want to count on for multiple seasons. You know what I mean? Uh, DJ brought up Devin Bush, another guy that obviously I looked at. When I do my list, I write him down. But um, I'm more so looking for a guy that I could, I could plug in the middle and it can take over those quarterback duties, right? Devin is young, Tyrone. Um, former first-round pick, kind of faded in Pittsburgh. But the potential's there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is long in the two for 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 David for sure. Reggie likes Dion. It's upgraded middle linebacker. Big Sarge, I'm good with Dion on a low end contract. Yeah, I, this is why I think Dion would be would fit the cheap aspect. Now I say cheap, it ain't going to probably be no two million dollars cheap, but you never know. Because he already got paid. He signed a five or four-year $57 million deal with uh, Atlanta already. So I don't really see him getting another one of those contracts because as much as I like Dion, he's not that version of Dion anymore. That makes sense. He's not the uber one-of-them-one type of guy. He's not the Roquan Smith. So those guys are going to get paid. I think Dion can be signed for a fairly fair deal. Not cheap, not expensive, but a fair deal that I think will help out your team. And and I, not even on a one-year deal. I think you can get Dion for multiple years without breaking the bank. So this one's a bit tough because I didn't go for the super cheap guys. I didn't go for the, for the one years. I didn't go for the vet minimums. I was actually trying to find dudes that might have to pay a little bit, but these guys could be worth an, an, a possible upgrade at the position. So got Dion Jones as number one, not number one, but the first target. Oh, but this second one I'll get to in a second. Let's talk to DJ, though, before we do that. What's good, DJ? Hey, good morning, Scott. How you doing, sir? I'm good, brother. How are you? Oh, man, I wasn't even going to call in this morning but because I'm sick. I didn't know how my voice was going to come across. Yeah, I, I but... can hear you, man. I hope you get better. <laughs> but, I mean, of course, they, they started early today. Didn't they? So... <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just don't I don't get like I if you don't like Dak and you want somebody else fine but don't don't just sit there and say anybody like people are saying just anybody but Dak which I just don't oh, get oh brother that's the crazy thing right you, you there's certain positions and players you can anybody but but you're gonna anybody but a top 10 quarterback you out your rabbit go ahead Man, and and that and that's my thing there. Like people think that like you know, we we either overvalue Dak, which we can on our side, right? Because we like Dak. 
But then the undervalued side is just as extreme. You know, I would say it may be extreme to say that Dak is top three, which I've said before, right? But it's also extreme to say, like, hey, there's 20 other guys better than Dak. Give me anybody. Bring in Max Duggan. He'll be better than Dak. Like, that's crazy to me. That's insane. So, anyway, I digress. Well, I'll stay focused here this morning and get back on topic. Um, another name that I just threw in the chat right before you, you let me on was uh, Juan Alexander. And I think I just like that whole era of former Tampa Bay Buccaneer guys. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's why. Funny yeah. thing, DJ, were you here last year on the show? I, I've been around. I don't. I didn't call in as much, but, yeah, I, I was around. He was a name that we brought up for Catboy Criteria last year. Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I like him. I like him a lot. I don't know how much he's going to – because they didn't have the market value button, right? I didn't have my little easy cheat button there. He ain't going to cost you, you tell a lot. Me how. But, it, yeah, it won't be – it won't be – I think the, the whole thing is if they can get somebody for six to six to $8 million, um, then that's somebody that we can legitimately look at. Um, what you prefer – um, is like you said, the, the quarterback in the middle, especially if you're moving on from LVE to do this, um, we're definitely going to need that um, because everybody else is young and you saw what it was like when it was just Damone Clark trying to run that right. run that thing by him. Sure. So you need that experience to kind of balance everything off. That that actually would push me away from Quan uh, because, because I don't I don't view Quan as a middle linebacker, right? Uh, I know it sounds funny because because Deion Jones is not a big dude. But but he's been man in the middle since he's been in the league, and and he can be the quarterback on that defense. But Quan Quan would not be bad depth, right? We still you still need depth. You're very young at the position. If you want to roll with the young guys, that's fine. But he wouldn't be bad depth on the outside if you're not ready to roll with a Jabril Cox. You're not ready to roll with a Devin Harper. But if I'm looking for a middle dude, I probably would pass on Quan, and he would definitely be cheap because he you want to talk about a hurt guy. That's a super hurt yeah. guy. For sure, for sure. Last thing, and I'll, I'll get off. It's just, uh, it, it's surprisingly how it's surprising how difficult it is to kind of find that middle guy, right? Because we we see all these you know these guys who are good athletes and good linebackers and all that kind of stuff, but um, to find the guy like like you said that can run the middle, there's very few guys that can actually do that and have done that effectively. So yeah. um, that might be one of the few times that. Stephen Jones and how they look at things might be valuable because they're not just going to run out and get the most expensive guy who's the best athlete. So um, it may be a a silver lining there as far as their tactics and the way they look at it because they're going to be looking for somebody like that. Or at least Dan Quinn with the pool he has will be like, hey, this is my list. Go get one of them. Hopefully, again, that feels like that's what he's been doing. So let's keep it going. Indeed. Hey, appreciate the call, DJ. Yes, sir. Uh, Iceberg, I've said this many times. I understand the frustration. I mean, a lot of people in here can attest to that. I'm not even, I welcome people saying, okay, they want to move on, but let's talk real solutions, right? That's not my problem. I don't don't care. (laughs) Half of this fan base don't like to do it. This is, this is, this is normal. Um, I totally get it. I understand Cowboy fans frustration. I, I deal with toxic time every day, right? Um, but, but it's when you, now what, right? Let's have the next conversation. If the next conversation is that, I can't really have a real conversation with you. That's all. I can't have a real conversation with you, Iceberg. We did a whole entire show dedicated on having real conversations about, about what's next. 
in the middle of the fire, by the way. You know, not too many people wanted to talk about that in the middle of right after that happened. I digress. Let's get to number two on my list. Um, and this one here, man, one of the most underrated linebackers in the game that I think would be a chef's kiss. Chef's kiss of a fit here in Dallas in the middle. And that is one David Long Jr. out of Tennessee. Now, this one is is is. Once you hit a price, you're going to be like, that ain't Catboy criteria. Hear me out, okay? I caught wind of David Long in the offseason because of the Titans, right? They are our parent company, Nashville. Um, they We hired a film guy. I reached out to our film guy. I followed him and stuff, and I saw him posting clips of this linebacker, and I'm like, yo, who's this dude? Oh, okay, plays for Titans. Then the season comes along, and he's – you see these write-ups and you watch some games and I'm like, man, this dude is everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. You're talking about a, a quick, decisive striker. A, a guy who can do the quarterback things for you. He's a sideline to sideline player, but he's a downhill menace at the same damn time. One of the statistics, you know, tackle stats are tackle stats. And I always say, well, let me dig deeper into the tackle stats. Look at this dude, man. He's an absolute animal. A lot of people say, well, LVE had all these tackles. One of the things I always say was, go look at his average tackle depth, right? His depth of tackle is the worst in the league, quite literally. Of all qualifying linebackers, LVE ranks last in the league. So, like, tackles I don't care about. Tell me. How many splash plays are you making? How, how many tackles for loss are you getting? Forced fumbles are you creating? Stops. Where's your average tackle depth? David Long has a staggering 1.1. What do you mean, Scott? When he makes a tackle, the average is 1.1 yards past the line of scrimmage, y'all, which is by far the best in the National Football League. He sees it, he goes, he can disengage for a little dude. He can make blockers miss. He was one of the most integral parts of the Titans being one of the better run defense in the National Football League. He can also blitz. He can also get home or create some pressure. And like I said earlier, this was really his first year. And I thought he showed, showed that he could be a guy that could be the quarterback of that defense. Now, well, Sky, this sounds too damn good to be true. I mean, he can't possibly be a catboy criteria the only thing that really qualifies as a catboy criteria man is that he finished the season on ir and over the last two seasons he's struggled with soft tissue injuries right he's he's only played 22 out of 34 games now i don't normally advocate for going 10 toes down putting everything in for a guy that's that's missed some games like that but sometimes you gotta risk it no biscuit i would risk it for David Long Jr. His projected contract per PFF, though, is 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 probably something that is not welcoming for uh, a Stephen Catboy Jones. And that is four years averaging out to about over $13 million per year. Again, kind of falls in that Jalen Smith. Maybe PTSD. Don't want to pay an off-ball linebacker, but I'm just saying this kid is so 
good. And he doesn't have a lot of snaps on him. I, I think he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. Just just flat out. He can do everything for you. You want you, look, we got so frustrated with LVE and the linebackers not attacking downhill. Just watch this. Could you imagine this in the middle of your defense? And it allows you to say, okay, Micah, tee off at line, tee off at defense. If they want to put Micah Parsons at defense end, my whole thing has always been then get me a guy that allows you to do that down in, down out, or allows you to use Micah, move him around. You Maybe you put Micah now as kind of that Leo off the ball, on the ball, move him around. If you want to put him as uh, uh, Will, whatever you want to do with him, but allow him to be the move around guy and let a guy like David Long just man the middle. Dude's a beast, man. So my apologies, Cowboys Nation. The, the, you're usually in free agency. There's a couple guys I get attached to. Uh, that aren't realistic, and he may be one of those guys. But the one thing that makes him slightly realistic is that he's a hurt guy. And maybe the hurt guy drives his price, his price down, and maybe Steven looks at that and says, well, what if I can What if I can get him, you know, when I say cheap, it ain't going to be cheap, but what if I can get him for, for a quality deal because he's hurt? It's my hope. That's my holdout, right? It's a guy like David Long, his price goes down because he was injured. I want him to get the money personally. But for the Cowboys, I know that's not the case. So he'd have to take a discount. But he would, without a doubt, be the best linebacker on your team. And I personally think would be a guy that would help elevate the defense. And that's hard to do. This is already a good defense. And I think he'd help elevate it. So David Long Jr., Cowboys Nation, yay or nay? It should be an emphatic yay. But anyone that doesn't want a David Jones, David Long Jr., let me know why. He's a good cover guy. Um, he's a guy that, and that's one thing I want to put here. He's a guy that can do the cover things for you that LVE did, which is play zone, drop back into the Tampa two. He does that well. He can run, probably run, if not better. He just doesn't have the size as, as, as LVE. LVE size can help make up for him being a step below, right? That length. We saw it happen in a couple games this year where, yeah, a guy might have a step, but his length, he's 6'5". David, David Long is not 6'5". But he can do the Tampa two things that can drop back. So I'm just saying, brother, David Long Jr. is is one of them ones to me. Did I sell you? Show this to show this to uh to Catboy. Uh all right, I got a couple super chats. I'm gonna try to get to some of these right now. So we're not doing too many at the end. Coach Barb, since I got him up right now. Super chat. Says, love David Long. Like TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards is a guy from Philly. Uh, like uh, Levante Davis. Super Bowl experience. Down here, linebacker. Much needed. Yeah, all, all solid names for sure. You know, all names that, I mean, if you were to sign them, I, I would I would be happy with. No doubt about it. But I ain't gonna lie to you. David Long Jr. is my favorite. Shoot, he might be my favorite defensive free agent, period, right now. Uh, toxic dropped one earlier. Super chat. Said using drinking and driving to compare people. Just wow. Yo, I mean, I ain't even. That's another thing. I ain't even bring up that. The comparison was kind of kind of crazy, but whatever. Super chat. And common sense. Common sense lab says, Sky, what you want? Just keep. Oh, say what you want. Just bleep the words. I'm growth. I don't want to be the the the, the Stephen A. You know, always yelling and screaming. Now my emotions gets the best of me sometimes, but I'm not trying to do that. I did learn a trick. I just press the mute button and do the yelling and screaming. But 
Nah, when it's that ass nine, it's like, well, for what? What am I going to get super, super worked up for? I mean, come on, what are you talking about? David Long Jr., I'm sold. Adriana sold. David sold. Catboy going to start talking about pie. Absolutely, he will. Steve Hopkins said, I'll take him. Brian said, I'll take him. Stephen White says, elevate the bench. Are you saying he elevates the bench? Or are you saying elevate the depth? Not quite sure. Reggie said, yep, don't know about 13 mil. That's that's the problem we run into is that if he is going to get 13 million on the market, you're, you're likely not going to land here in Dallas, man. But we'll, we did a project last year where we said, be the GM, right? Be the GM, build your team. And if, if I was spending a little bit of money, there's two positions I would not mind grabbing some dudes at, man. And it's to fortify that middle of the defense, defensive tackle, linebacker. If we're talking about def- defensively, offensively, I mean, let's be honest. we It's just a receiver position. But there is a track to do an all-in type of, excuse me, off-season that doesn't require a whole lot. They're going to sell it to you that that it's impossible. But there's a track to do it. It's just a matter of if Dallas ever wants to do that. I mean, and this year, honestly, I don't think it's going to take a whole lot, but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, Let's get to 561. You are live. What it is, what it do? Yo, yo, yo. Bow walking on the haters. (laughs) What up, though? Hey, man, chilling, chilling, man. You know, hey, Jake Grace, for y'all don't know. Hey, I, I want to say something, man. I, I, I'm happy to see what y'all did yesterday as a YouTube community. Y'all smelled the cheese, and y'all called it out because, you know what I'm saying, you guys are the future. When I say you guys, I mean all y'all are the collective. You guys are the new media, and people are tired of clickbaiting. People are tired of all that come here because I know this person not. You guys are the new media. You guys are there. Y'all sitting at camp, spending y'all money, spending y'all time behind the computer, giving us the real deal. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like when I see that uh, 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 no bullshit. You don't sell no dope. You know hey, hey oh, you bro, put, hey. I had I don't mean to interrupt you, but I had the conversation about the bull, the bullish thing. There, there is, there is an, there's an underlining situation with that, 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 that's inappropriate. But, but I'll leave it at that. It's inappropriate because it's like, it's like dirty shots at you guys. Oh, y'all the deep. Nah, I don't like that though. But we ain't gonna go on to that. I hope I don't ruin it by saying, uh, like, I'm gonna leave that alone. We'll move on to your topic, you know. Yep. But uh, as far as your uh, linebackers, I hope I don't ruin it. This is probably your top one. But I love Tremaine Edmonds out of Buffalo. If uh. We couldn't if we couldn't re-sign LVE. I think he would be like the perfect fit because he has like good length, speed, and I feel like he's kind of like downhill. I like him ever since the draft though, but I did eat a little bit of that LVE cheese towards the end of the season just because how he finished off. You know, like what do you think about Tremaine Edmonds out of Buffalo? Segway Jones, Segway Jones, Jake the Great. Let's just go ahead and hit up Tremaine Edmonds mate right now when I get off the phone. All right. All right, man. Great show. Keep doing your thing, though. Appreciate you. Read my mind. Let's just jump right into it then. Since since we talk to Tremaine Edmonds, that is our Wildcat and Jerry free agent target. Now, appreciate y'all, and this is why I say I I don't say I learn things from y'all, or I, I gain ideas and things like that from y'all by conversation. Last time we did the 
free agent segment, it was definitely depressing because we talked about so many low-tier guys. It was like, well, let's just have a little fun with it. This is completely unrealistic, but we're calling it the Wildcat and Jerry portion. And Tremaine Edmonds 100% fits the Wildcat and Jerry portion, meaning he's actually not the guy I say is the perfect fit. I like Dave Lone Jr., and that's me being biased. But technically, he is one of the most ideal fits to replace an LVE. He is just a more souped-up athletic LVE from a size standpoint in regards to 6'5", 250 pounds, and can do all of the things that LVE does, but much better. And he comes downhill much better. You see that hit right there. I think he can cover much better. I think he does everything just much better. He's a, he's a, he's a freak, okay? And guys like him that have the Pro Bowl success, that have the, the on-field success, they're not coming cheap. All right, he's, he's going to cost about $17.5 million per uh, PFF. So 100% likely a guy that, that won't be here. But we're talking about Wildcat and Jerry. If he elected to forget about the cat and you want to go get one of those backers to replace LVE, you're right, Jake. He's a guy that is an extreme ideal fit. And again, bring up tackles. What do they do beyond the tackles, right? Like what about the splash plays? He's got over 30 career tackles for loss. In comparison, mind you, these guys, LVE and Tremaine Edmonds, were one pick apart. He has over 30 career tackles for loss. LVE has 12. 12. His career high is four. Think about it for a second. He's had four tackles for loss in the last two seasons. And he has 12 in his career. So when when people talk about this, 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 this amazing year that LVE had, I think it's because we've lowered our standards. Not because he's one of the best linebackers in the league or not even one of the better linebackers in the league. He's a serviceable guy. And if you're not going to go get one of them ones, I guess it's, it, it doesn't hurt to have a serviceable guy. But I'm looking to upgrade. And let's just be honest Tremaine's a guy that, you know, likely won't be on the Cowboys radar. But if you got him upgrade is, is an understatement. He's a playmaker. He's been man in the middle. He can play the quarterback position. He can make the splash plays. And he'll bring some attitude to your defense. So if Wildcat and Jerry got a chance to spend his money again, I bet you look right at Tremaine Edmonds. That might piss off a lot of people that don't like to pay the off-ball linebackers, right? You don't want to pay a David Lone. I want to pay a Tremaine Matt. Listen, at some point, I'm okay with risking it again. Now, I ain't saying risk it like the Giants in 2016, but I am okay with risking a couple, paying a couple dollars to a couple dudes, and let's see what happens here. And Tremaine will be a fantastic addition. This dude is a freak. Absolute freak. <laughs> Drove said that. It just made me sad. <laughs> Yeah, this is the portion where we start highlighting there, you know, the rest of the league, and you'd be like, and that's the thing, right? One, one thing that makes you realize, hey man, hey, let me get back here. It, it ain't that sweet over here. Is when you start looking around the league, you start studying, and sometimes that happens when we used to do our uh, our, our matchups. You start looking at other players through our matchups throughout the throughout the season. But when you get to the free agent aspect, you start seeing these, some of these other free agents. We kind of get stuck in, oh, my God, we got to bring back LVE when you're like, wait, why? There, there are a, a handful of dudes out here that you could replace him with. 
fairly easily. I mean, we're not talking about making a bunch of trades. So, just my thoughts on it, man. Just my thoughts on it. How we feeling about Tremaine? I mean, I ain't got to ask you how we feeling about Tremaine Edmonds. I know how y'all feeling about Tremaine Edmonds. And we're talking about free agents right now, Iceberg, not 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 uh, line, not linebackers in, in the draft. Like, there, there's shows for that. We've talked about that on Vacha's show. In fact, we talked about Drew Sanders a ton. I don't know if you watch our show over there, but head on over to Vacha Lombardi Live around about 3 Central. We've talked about Drew plenty, um, and he's one of our favorite players. We'd love to have him, but we're talking about free agents. I would love to get... One of these three guys. 602, how you feeling about these potential free agent targets, man? What's up, Scott? What's up with you? Man, chilling. It's your boy DP Johnson from Arizona again. Oh, I already know DP. You on a train for these dudes. Oh, yeah. You know, I I had actually threw in the chat before a boy came on and, and uh, spilled the beans on my pick about your name. Uh, so I'm definitely big on, on that train there. Uh, I was a little shocked, though, to hear you say PFF had his value at, at, at 17. The sport track got him listed at yeah, 11. 11, yeah. It's a pretty pretty significant difference there. But I tend to lean towards more of the PFF one because if you look at his, his resume, I feel like he's mm-hmm. going to get closer to the top of the market value than the middle. Right, right. Well, I hear that. Well, what? thing I had thought about that made me decide to call in today, uh, the simple fact that I understand most of it have been conditioned and uh, have no, zero expectation of Steven signing anything other than a Macy's free agent anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking about it the other day. You know, I used to be pretty good at math, man. Uh, and again, I was basing it off of the, uh, what I saw sport right. You know, they said uh, eleven million for a uh, four-year deal was what he was up for. Eleven million a you year know. is what you're saying. Yeah, eleven million dollars a year. Yeah, you know what I mean that's forty-four million dollars. Well, just doing quick math because I know Stephen Jones ain't gonna do it. If you gave that dude a four-year, uh, forty-four million dollar contract, you give him an uh, eighteen million dollar bonus up front, drops his first year cap down to uh, two million. Spread out over the rest of the contract, that's $8 million a year. It's not that hard to sign these dudes. Listen, I think that's an absolute steal. If, if you get Tremaine Edmonds for four years, $11 million, I think his, his agent needs to be fired. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, just simply saying, I mean, you know, like I said, we, 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 if 11 is too expensive, but all you got to do is give him a bonus, that covers his first year and a portion of his second year, and you can spread it oh, out across the down look, to eight. It's look, not that hard. To uh, there yeah. is there is gymnastics you can do. I mean, that's what we talking about here. Like like, there's gymnastics that that can happen. But but Stephen would have to want to do it. Yeah. Now I do want to say I like that dude David Long you brought up because I was looking at him too. I do like me some David Long. Uh. But Tremaine is definitely, definitely my guy. I, I had a, I had a, a big walk with Tremaine when he was coming out of the draft, and it looks like Buffalo is, is choosing some of the big contracts that they already have, and so they might not be able to sign him. I, I, I would say Steven, man, offer that boy that eleven forty four with the eighteen up front and see if he'll jump on it because that gives us, like you said, a young quarterback 
for our linebacker core and our defense. And uh, I really, I really do believe that it'll it'll help accelerate uh, our linebacker core getting better as a group. Um, to have an, uh, a a veteran who's the same caliber of the athlete as those guys, Tremaine definitely fits that bill. Hell yeah, he does. And 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 now it's, it sounds crazy, but he kind of fits this new mode of Dan Quinn backers, where he kind of likes the the longer guys, the bigger guys, but they still got to be athletic. And, and Tremaine's a 6'5", 250-pound freak. Yeah, yeah. And folks forget, uh, kind of like how we use Mike all over the place, and that dude was in college, he played a lot of safety too. You know what I mean? He played up on the line. He's all over the place, so that just gives us another chess piece. Indeed, brother. Indeed. Yeah, but that's all I got, Scott. I just seen you was talking linebackers, and I wanted to put my little bit in about your name, but y'all brought him up right before you brought me up, so I can't feel too spectacular about it. I'm glad to hear that you with it, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's the, he's the Wildcat and Jerry one. He, he's the one where I understand, you know, it, it's not likely, and I understand it's 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 kind of it goes against the the whole off ball linebacker thing. But if it were to happen, I don't think you should be upset because the dude is a beast. Well, anybody who wants to sit up and complain about paying an off-ball linebacker, I just would pose this question to them. Like right now, um, last couple of years, the defense has, has been the strong point of this team. Well, when's the last time y'all ever heard of a championship caliber defense that wasn't led by an alpha linebacker? Mm. I can dig it. I, if you're a playmaker to me, hey, listen, you can you can pull the trigger. If it's just a run-in-the-mill dude, Nah, but if you a playmaker, you a playmaker. That, that was the conversation I had about Micah, and that was before the whole pass rusher thing. People was getting upset because he's an off-ball linebacker. I said, no, he's a playmaker. You know? Right. Well, here's the thing, Scott. The whole, whole big thing since we're in the offseason and everybody talking contracts, well, the Cowboys have, have definitely been messing up in the last few years, if you ask me, is with these franchise tags and all this. Um when you franchise tag somebody, you freeze a portion of your salary cap, but you can't stretch and manipulate anymore. And while you're sitting on that tag, that player, if they if they just produce even uh, similarly to the previous season, all you've done now, you already uh, inflated their their uh, their value by putting that tag on them. Now you just raise their floor for the next round of negotiation. If you like the player, if the player is somebody that you that you want to be able to plan around and build around, just sign. Them. Well, negotiations aren't ever that aren't ever that simple. The tag, should, in my opinion, should be used as a placeholder, not not a, a a thing that you allow the guy to go all the way through the season for. Like using a tag on a tight end is goofy to me. I, that, that's just ridiculous. Like you knew you weren't going to sign him long term. I, I would have rather used that money elsewhere. Uh, but but in regards to some other players, if you're going to tag somebody, use it as okay. You have to tag them because if you don't tag them, they hit free agency. So tag them, now you have them under control, and you have till July to work out a contract. That's how it should be used. It shouldn't be used to play on for the whole entire season, in my opinion. It should be used to make sure you guys come to a long-term extension. But what I was getting to about the sky is that when I see teams like us, you who use the franchise tag every year for like five, six years in a row, what that to me says is that your front office is experimenting instead of planning what they're going to do with the roster. They really right. haven't thought that, all the way through. They got one or two guys they're looking right. at, and the rest of you guys will experiment deal with you with what? The time. They ain't experimenting. These dudes is just trying to get out on these contracts. That's what they're trying to do. 
and, and, you know, no, experiment here. I, I can back up, Scott. Jason Garrett was an experiment. Huh? Uh, I'm talking about committee was an experiment. I'm talking about, no, 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 no. You said the, you said the franchise tag. I don't know what the franchise tag has to do with the experiment. I'm saying I think, they're experimenting with the roster. All they're doing is instead of making a plan and actually trying to develop and do something, they're saying, "Well, let's just try this." I, I don't think. Yeah, I disagree. I don't think the con. I don't think. I don't think tagging has anything to do with that. I think they're tagging because they want to try to get the best possible outcome on their contract. Where most teams are not tagging dudes six six years in a row, whatever it is. They're just doing what you right. said. This is a guy that's a part of our future. We're going to sign him to a long term deal, and that's the end of it. Where Stephen Jones is tagging them because we don't want to pay them top of the market value, so we're going to use all these months to try to get them to come down to our negotiation portion of the uh, of the negotiation, our side of it, where these other teams are, for the most part, just signing their guys. But I don't know any other team yeah. that's used a tag as many times as Dallas has in the last five, six years. Well, what I mean is when you when you having to tag somebody, like you said, for five, six years in a row, and, you're ta- and a lot of these guys you're tagging are guys that you're leaning on. You're tagging your quarterback. You're tagging your defensive leaders. You know, that to me says that you, you're you not really thinking past just one season at a time. They like to say that they're thinking multiple seasons down the road. Well, if you was, then you would probably have some other things in mind other than having to tag somebody every year. That's my point. You're not we're not properly uh, managing the roster. <laughs> that that will go against everything that, that Steven talks about, which is looking beyond one year. They, they, they absolutely love to talk about – Four or five I years down the line because of pie. You can see that and say, I'm looking down the road all day long, but yeah. you're constantly having to franchise tag your team leaders. You uh, don't listen, even have a listen I'm just telling you what they said. I mean, he always talks about that's yeah. our that's what that's a problem we have with this team is that they are constantly looking down the road too much where we are saying, yo, just go for it now. Well, well to me, again, it just sounds like a word surface. They're talking about looking long term, but they're showing that they're not even looking short term. Again, if they if they were looking long term, you would think that there are plans in place to where they didn't have to keep slapping these tags on people, and they wouldn't have to keep raising these players' floors up to the point where they're paying top of the market for guys who are quite honestly probably man. They clearly are not looking short term. There's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah, they they even say that, but they also show us with their with their actions. They are not looking short term. Yeah. That's 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 clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and get off here, Scott, because I'm running out of uh, uh, subjects to bring up. I do want to say I think Harper is going to surprise some folks if he can get out of camp healthy this year. Um, that dude's got some pop, man. It's a video. I forget which one of y'all posted it uh, during training camp last year of uh, one of the guards pulling and. He, he hit that dude with one shoulder and then went and made the tackle. Now, I mean, it was a beautiful play. I'd love to be able to see some more of that on Sundays. Indeed, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, Harper, uh, I thought Harper popped that in preseason, but then the whole ankle hurt, ain't it? That's what it felt like to me. He was saying his ankle hurt. Uh, we get one more call, Tony from Tampa here in a second. But I was looking at the the linebacker contracts. The $11 million would be about mid Mid-market for the top-ish linebackers be Zach Cunningham. The 17 would be the top five. That'd be C.J. Mosley, then Fred, 
Shaquille Shaq Leonard, I guess you changed his name, and then Roquan Smith, who just signed a monster deal over there in Baltimore. Uh, and I saw that that Jay said, was I the one who was talking about the the uh, paying off on linebackers? I don't I don't know if I said that because that would go against what I was talking about with Foyer Luaquan, a dude who I wanted last year. I was willing to pay Foyer Luaquan to come in here. I'm willing to pay Beast. I'm willing to pay uh, Bobby Wagner. If you a beast, I'm willing to pay you. I'll go against the conventional wisdom of paying off more linebackers. Like that, that was just my thought process. But I understand the line of thinking. Maybe that's where we're at with it, where people don't want to pay off ball linebackers. They don't want to draft running backs in the first round. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't want to pay running backs in general. There are obviously certain situations where that's an exception. Um, but for me, if I wanted it for you. So if you if if I think you a baller, if I think you a playmaker, I'll pay you. Now, now am I gonna, you know, Aaron Donald you? Nah, you gotta be Aaron Donald. But I, I'll pay you, man. I just want to. I just want to get better. I want a guy that's going to come in here and help me get better. And, and when you're paying that kind of bread, you hopefully you want to get better for longer than the season, right? I want to get better for a, a, a good chunk of that contract when you're here. And, and if you look at some of the contracts, some people may have some buyer's remorse, others not. Like Shaq, we'll see what Roquan, Fred, uh, Foyer just got his. The other Shaq, there's a handful of them that is fine. Um, then you got guys like Devontae David, who's about to be a free agent. A couple other dudes are Bobby Wagner signed that deal. So he's up there, but he's only actually averaging 10 million. So Devontae Campbell had an all pro season. Yeah, man. All right, let's get to Tony from Tampa. Send us out. What's good, Tony? What's good, man? What's good, man? What's up with you? Tony with the blueprint like the the premise is correct right like Dallas was an aggressive franchise the problem is Dallas never figured out how to replicate that in the salary cap era 
right? Like you got to move a little bit different, but that's cool. And then I, I, you know, you just got to figure out how to move differently. And they never really were able to do that. And that's the problem. Other teams are running laps around you doing that. And then there's a certain section of the fan base that is content with being able to, to just kind of be in that middle where Jerry loves to be. Right. And always saying, Oh, well, we're just, we're right. We're right there. No, we're never going to be more than just that if they don't if they don't figure it out. And I think there are many ways to skin a cat. I talk about it all the time. And the league is showing you how they're just stubborn in their ways of not trying to do it the other way that these teams are. Flat out. The blueprint is now changed. It's not the same blueprint as 1992, but it ain't too far off in regards to being aggressive. You just got to have balls to do it and not be afraid to fail. They're scared to fail, and it's crazy. Because no matter how bad they're going to be, Dallas is still going to make all this damn money. They're still going to be popular. They're still going to put them on TV. When you're afraid to fail, you will never reach greatness, bro. That's why I ain't holding my breath, man. I ain't holding my breath on none of these. They, they should have been signed. At least Odell, you should be fine for the next year. Oh, they're going to spin like, that block. You know, they don't want to pay. No, 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 they're going to spin that block. Yeah, yeah, Tony, they're going to spin that block for sure. For sure. Because, man, you know, if everybody talking about, you know, uh, Dak is elite and all this, you know, okay. I mean, personally, I ain't no Dak hater, but I don't feel like he's worth $45 million. But at the market, I understand the market. I understand. I ain't crazy. But at the same time, if you got to give him weapons, you got to give him help. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if y'all going to give him help, you know what I mean, give him help. You know what I mean? Don't wonder, oh, is this player going to work out or is this – uh, no, nah, this is too much money. I'm trying to get them for a hometown discount. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, if you're going to spend the money, spend the money. Get rid of the players that ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they've been there for years. Noah Brown, come on, man. Everybody keep talking about keep Noah Brown and keep on. Uh, man, Noah, what, what has Noah Brown done in all these years he's been there? He's been a career. He ain't doing nothing but taking up space. Yeah, I, I, well, I would love to hear that. I would love to know why he just kept coming back. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. I was saying that before with the favoritism. I ain't going to keep it long, but with the favoritism, you know what I'm saying, they keep players that they know that you know. If you're a football, you know football. You know, some of these people, you know, they know they ain't never played football before in their life. But, you know, football, you put the best players on the field. You keep you, you get the best players to help you win championships. You see what I'm saying? And, and come on, man, it's no, it's no excuse. No excuse. You know what I mean? Zeke taking snaps. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on, y'all. Tony's. Tony. I, I love my champions. I, I've been there since Tony Dorsett, man. You know what I'm saying? We won the championships. I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? I was in high school when we won them championships. You know what I'm saying? I was in high school. Come on. That's all I got, man. I feel you, bro. Appreciate you, Tony. I'm, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated, man. Uh, look, 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 we that's we all are, bro. We all are. That's the sentiment, man. That's the sentiment around around Cowboys Nation, man. It's it's, it's frustration, you know. And what we try to do is we we try to figure out a way, figure out a way to move forward and build a team that we can go out there and get it done with. I knew you. I was waiting for the first person to say something. Sky was already on Social Security when Dallas won in the set. I knew I was coming. I thought I saw a no Brown. 
damn, keep moving. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You said Noah Brown was willing to play for cheap because he's Zeke and Dax, buddy. Him and Zeke go to Ohio State. Uh, I mean, willing to play for cheap might be the wrong choice of words, Jay. Who was paying Noah Brown more than when he was getting paid in Dallas? Right? Now, he's got more tape to maybe go get some more money on the open market if 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 that's the case. But I don't think it's enough tape for me to pay Noah Brown more than the veteran minimum. I, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. There's a conversation to be had when you really look at had we been able to make it to the next round without Tony, oh my goodness. You was really going to roll out there with Zeke as lead back. Noah Brown as wide receiver too. And hope for the best. I mean, I only got a list of other guys below Noah Brown in them. And, and you just hope for the best. That would have been interesting. That would have been real interesting, man. But all right, good stuff today. Great prelude yesterday, talking about the linebacker position, and then to talk about this linebacker free agency market. Uh, tomorrow we'll get back to our review of the season at a particular position, and uh, I think we'll focus on defense again. We're just—I think we did every position on offense. I mean, quarterback is only not really much to go there. Only two dudes, but I think we'll do the safety room tomorrow. We'll talk safeties which is going to be a fun one because there's a lot of young guys in there we like, potential future guys, possibly move on from a certain veteran guy. It'll be a good conversation to have, and then maybe we'll look at some free agent guys, which the Cowboys have signed guys over the last couple of years in free agency. So take a look at that tomorrow. Make sure y'all stop by the Vox Lombardi Live show over on the volume. Shout out to my bro in the building today. We'll be talking Cowboys. It's Cowboy Day, so we'll be talking Cowboys. It's really Cowboy Day every day, but we'll be focusing on the Cowboys today, and then tomorrow will be uh, the draft again. All right? Y'all still going, huh? And just, just can't stop. Did I miss any um, Super Chats? Y'all heathens. Now one came in, shot to Miss Sheila. 16 months, member. DJ. Oh, yeah, I did miss a couple. My bad, y'all. Super chat. DJ dropped one and said the Joneses be lying. Jerry said he was willing to pay whatever. Don't he, he whatever he needs to pay to win the Super Bowl during training camp, then proceeds to do nothing in free agency or in the trade market. Just lying. That's because Steven Jones is the money man. Let me see if I still got it here. Nope. But we got this. Here comes the money. Here we go. I said this like four years. Jerry's a figurehead now. Jerry, he's the closer when they want a big free agent, right? If they're really trying to get a guy, ain't happening in a while. But Jerry don't make these football decisions no more, man. He likes to feel like he does. So he talks to Stephen Jones is the guy. Stephen Jones is your general manager. Nobody wants to say it, but he's the general manager. King Element. Super chat. Drop one said, what's a free agent and rookie combo you'd be more intrigued with? Edmonds and Cansey from Pitt or Payne and Drew Sanders from Arkansas. I go Payne and Sanders. 
I know the Cancy kid, and and I think that's what we'll be talking about. Did you already talk about him, Vach? I'm not sure if you didn't go check out on Patreon. I just look at it. Look, I know he's a beast, undersized interior guy that can get upfield, explosive. Do I get it, man? But maybe this is me holding on to Osa. I feel like we got a guy that's an undersized, three tech interior dude that can do some things, and you you pair him next to a Deron Payne. I think you got some some nice there. Uh, but and then I like Drew. I think Drew is a guy that could plug right there for LVE and do some of those middle linebacker things. Um, I think he's an explosive athlete, can rush the passer, passer diagnose as well. So I, I'm going to go with Payne and Sanders over Edwards and Cansey because with Cansey, I kind of get a repetitive thing. With Payne and Sanders, I don't repeat anything. If that makes sense. So y'all watched him yesterday. Okay. Maybe that's why King brought him up because the bull is nice. But I will, I will go with, I will go with Payne and, and, and Sanders. Good question. And I already got Marv, so we cool, we cool. Who gonna be our kicker? We'll see. Uh, I'm gonna get back to our because we're about to get into that those dog days, right? I'm gonna get back to our mailbag too. Uh, I like doing the mailbag segment. Maybe we'll do that Friday. But uh, we'll get back to the mailbag segment here in the off season and continue to get questions like that uh, brought onto the show. All right, with that said, tune in later on the volume, Vosh Lombardi Live, and then Mo will be on again, AZ Sports Primetime, and make sure y'all check out azsportsdallas.com. We're going to be revamping the website here in a couple weeks. Stuff is about to kick off, man. Stuff is really about to kick off. And uh, Thursday, I will be down tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Damn, that is tomorrow. Tomorrow, I will be down at Hattie B's Chicken in the morning. We'll be doing the morning show uh, they got a cool a little uh, promotion going on there we'll talk about tomorrow. Make sure y'all come down all day. It's their birthday down here in Dallas. So check us out. Hattie B's in the morning for the AZ Sports Morning Show. Good point. Jay said if, Jay, <laughs> if Jerry is Vince McMahon, he'll sell the team. Yeah, Vince looks like he's selling WWE sell it to the Saudis. Man, look. Anybody but Jerry? Is that where we at? Anybody but Jerry. We out of here. Peace.